Hi, I'm Irit Twitter, Executive Vice President for Packet Optical Networking, Research and Development at Revolve Communication. Network slicing brings traffic engineering to the next level. I'm Catherine Speglia, and this is Well Technically, the tech podcast where women do the explaining. Hi, Eric. I'm so glad to have you on the podcast. So thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. Before diving into our conversation about transitioning to 5G and the benefits of network slicing, among some other things, can you tell me about a time in which being a woman has empowered you? Well, being a woman is part of who I am, and I feel empowered. As a woman, member of the company's senior leadership team, I am happy to work with a special team of professionals that create the most innovative products and bring customer value add. I feel I have a role modeling responsibility towards other women out there to encourage them to push forward. I specifically recall an empowering moment as we were recently chosen by one of the largest telcos in the world um, to enhance its mobile vehicle transport capabilities. This was for our 5G native Neptune platform. It was certainly an empowering feedback. 5G will unleash a significant array of new applications and services that users all around the world will benefit from. So I am empowered and honored to have been selected and to share a pioneering vision for the future with such tier one customers. I'm empowered by working with my incredible team to provide innovative and valued solutions. With that, of course, comes great responsibility for our customers and for our team. I really appreciate how you managed to combine your empowerment with 5G because that creates a very good segue <laughs> into my next question, which is what are some of the best ways operators can ensure a smooth transition to 5G? Yeah, so um, looking at some of the challenges that operators have even today, um, we all know about the explosion in bandwidth demand, especially accelerated and uh, recently by uh, the COVID-19 situation, we work from home, and uh, so many activities from home actually, uh, remote learning, gaming, streaming. So all of that creates an explosion in bandwidth demand already today before 5G. Uh, on the other hand, existing networks still have limited physical capabilities. So it's actually a cost and time to market uh, barrier. So we're looking forward at 5G. But 5G brings much higher capacity demand per end user, hence higher investment for the 5G MNOs to build access infrastructure. It also brings highly diversified services and network utilization patterns and timing demands. Um, so what MNOs require of the transition is actually already today to have higher capacity and low latency, and the transition itself to 5G should be smooth on the fly and evolutionary in nature. Uh, all that in order to achieve faster return on investment and faster 5G rollout. So there's an opportunity here, actually, optimizing the current network utilization with traffic engineering, in fact, extracting more resources from the same physical network, while creating a 5G-ready network as foundation for smooth transition. That way, an easier and quicker 
uh, way um, is how to perform the changes in the network. So I'd say that solution for smooth transition has three components. First one is to go from the existing 4G infrastructure, gradually expand with 5G ready systems that can be easily upgraded to 5G. The second component is to invest in network automation for faster deployment and less human errors based on uh, SDN, software-defined network automation, and real-time programmability, as well as open interfaces like uh, Netconfianca. And the third component, and not uh, less uh, important, is actually to start traffic engineering already now with segment routing and evolve to network slicing in 5G. Uh, especially for uh, services that have uh, special requirements, like uh, bandwidth reservation or better isolation or deterministic latency, we'd like to assure um, to start with 5G slice policy uh, with latency and protection in mind. So, so defining the policy even before 5G will actually be a good segue uh, after the transition. So. Um, this is the third component. Yeah, of the three components that you mentioned, traffic engineering is the one that I'm the least familiar with. So can you talk to me more about traffic engineering and why it's essential for network performance, changing traffic patterns, and like you mentioned, supporting 5G? Excellent, that's a very good question, uh, Catherine. Actually, traffic engineering uh, is not new. It was, it was there for a while. Um, I don't know exactly uh, where it starts, but it was less scalable and less effective in all the solutions so far. Pre-IPv6 and pre-segment uh, routing traffic engineering. With traffic engineering technology evolution, and as the network becomes more complex, traffic engineering became more effective and simpler to implement. On the other hand, the network resources become more limited, versus an explosion in demand. So we see dynamic traffic with diverse services adds to the network complexity. And the risk is overwhelmed network at spikes and underutilized in other scenarios. But we do have an opportunity to look at different types of behavior and requirements and utilize that, that, that difference between them, okay? As some satisfied by best effort and some require premium, like life services, okay? These challenges actually intensify with 5G because we see a massive growth in services and diversification of those, plus special and even higher requirements for reserve bandwidth, deterministic latency, etc. 5G also actually consumes more infrastructure resources as end users require higher capacity. So the solution for that in a nutshell is to achieve an efficient and reliable network by dynamically adjusting to the changing traffic patterns. An agile network is able to dynamically differentiate and steer the traffic, optimizing the use of resources. Segment routing traffic engineering is designed to achieve that. And I'll explain how. One example is if we're looking at traffic steering to adapt to shifts of load in the network. That could mean that we'll have the best, best effort traffic uh, take longer routes in the presence of live streaming traffic. That way it's decongesting de the premium route. And thus latency figures can be maintained. 
Of course, automation of traffic steering in that way is critical because if that was all manual, it would be irrelevant by the time it's uh, defined. So it has to be automated and critical to avoid service degradation or resources waste. So dynamic and closed loop systems coupled with programmable network infrastructure are needed. The benefits are clear. Better end user experience with less network hiccups and better network use. In fact, we are extracting more from the same network. And I'll explain how, how is that working. How, how actually traffic engineering provides bandwidth and reliability assurance. It does that by computing end-to-end -end path for routing packets. The route is pre-planned by offline optimization algorithm or by real-time computation. This is as opposed to uh, locally finding the best next hop to the destination as was uh, done by regular IP routing. So computing the end-to-end -end path for routing packets allows us reservation of network resources on that path, okay, like bandwidth. It also assures fast protection for node and link failures by pre-computing the backup path. Those two components actually uh, assures the reliability um, of the traffic engineering, of the, of the bandwidth um, expectation. So it improves the network and service performance because services have guaranteed bandwidth in the network, no matter what, whether it's failures or, or heavy traffic load or congestion nodes and links, the services have their guaranteed bandwidth. It also copes with changing traffic, with changes in traffic patterns. A closed loop automation of the network allows to redirect traffic to new paths to react to network utilization or prepare for future demands. The traffic flows can have different paths and levels of protection as well. So when we look at all that in 5G, we see it all intensifies. There's higher need, but there are also higher capabilities for traffic engineering. So traffic engineering in 5G, um, we see more services, higher demand, accelerated rate of changes in traffic patterns in the network. Hence the need for traffic engineering intensifies. On the other hand, combining 5G slicing with segment routing enables a higher level of traffic engineering, better network performance and better services performance. So traffic engineering enables assigning the appropriate network resources to each traffic pattern in each slice, okay, in 5G. Thank you. That was a really great detailed uh, explanation of that. So you mentioned network slicing a number of times in that answer. Can you tell me a little bit more about how it creates a dynamic network that helps providers deliver enhanced customer choice and satisfaction in the 5G era? Yeah, yeah, that's actually very exciting. Network slicing um, allows us to assign each service the exact network it needs. It's like a separate network for that service. Network slices, Network slicing brings traffic engineering to the next level. There are four reasons for that. First one is the end-to-end -end concept. Multiple tenants of a single physical infrastructure. So we can have independent operations and slice resource management per tenant. Okay. And then the second reason is the slicing capabilities by itself. Um, 
strict resource isolation and security, multi-tenancy, independent management and orchestration per slice. And the third one is that it allows for service level specification, SLS. It allows us to manage the quality of service per slice. So, so in that case, we have the, the fourth reason that is actually combining all of the first three and adds um, even more sophistication with tailored traffic engineering policies for each 5G service, running independently in each slice, assigning the appropriate network resources to each traffic pattern. So those four reasons actually allow us to have a better traffic engineering based on network slicing. Okay. And some examples for the special and unique requirements that uh, 5G services are, uh, are asking us for. Um, for example, for massive uh, IoT, Internet of Things, like uh, managing uh, irrigation systems or smart cities, bandwidth may be the most important. On the other hand, for gaming and um, AR, VR, augmented reality, virtual reality, the deterministic latency is important. Right, because uh, if you're playing and you need to, to have the response immediately in life, you can't just uh, stop and, and, uh, and wait. And um, the entire experience of augmented reality or virtual reality uh, would be impaired <laughs> and, and damaged if, uh, if, uh, if it doesn't respond on time. So the deterministic latency is important. For defense system, isolation is expected for uh, maximum uh, security, of course. Um, and for remote surgery, well, ultra-reliable, low latency is a must. You can't have remote surgery and then uh, some delay <laughs> or, uh, or a, a unexpected latency or some uh, lack of reliability uh, in that, right? So um, looking at ultra-reliable, low latency communication is the highest degree of protection with bandwidth, bandwidth reservation and lowest uh, latency. So we see that there's a lot of business impact to traffic engineering with network slicing. Um, but if we look at it for a step further beyond what we're doing today, we can see that slicing actually introduces new revenue streams. The ability to assign slices per flow on demand opens new domains. The slice itself becomes a resource you could sell or lease. And new applications are enabled offering slices separately as a, as a bundle or even grouped in a hierarchical uh, manner. For example, uh, for large uh, enterprise units or uh, army bodies, uh, seeking independent networks within the organization. Okay. Um, another uh, interesting uh, model is infrastructure as a service. Slices can be assigned to potentially different customers, on demand and ad hoc. So to summarize, new business model innovation um, and use cases across all verticals are enabled by the ability to deliver services faster with high security isolation and peregrine SLA based on sizing technology. Okay, and my last question for you is, what are some of the other next generation technologies you're working on at Ribbon to support 5G networks of the future? Yeah, so Ribbon's uh, product portfolio empowers providers to do more with flexible and robust packet optical transport. So the principles in designing next generation, uh, I, can, I can talk about three. Uh, that is scale security and carrier class reliability is, is one. 
and then an evolutionary approach, and we talked about that a little bit, um, enabling smooth and cost-efficient transition to the next generation. And last and probably um, uh, most important is dynamic configurability. To be fully tailorable to meet the needs of service providers, MSOs, and mission-critical industries, shifting traffic patterns with emphasis on proactive network optimization and automation. So some examples for that, uh, looking at uh, 5G and twin networking and X-Hall, native 5G capabilities, uh, leadership in 5G transport solutions, network slicing that we've talked about, um, emphasis on our current 5G timing and synchronization. Uh, the second component I, I, I'd like to, to mention is uh, increased automation and flexibility with SDN orchestration, traffic engineering at all levels as we discussed, uh, automation across multiple layers, also uh, very important to optimize the automation itself. And um, last but not least, open networking solutions, including hardware and software disaggregation and open interfaces. All of that is actually um, um, really in, in, in a, a great passion of mine to look forward and create and bring more value to our uh, customers. And uh, I think I represent a team of people that uh, really enjoy what they do in that domain. <laughs> Eric, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me. This has been really great. Thank you. Well, Technically is an Arden Media production. For advertising inquiries, contact Danny Miller at dmiller at ardenmedia.com. Today's show was produced and edited by me, Catherine Speglia.